Like, what if, what if we got it wrong? What if the hero we worship is the villain? What if the villain we worship is the hero? How do we know the difference? What signs do we use to determine who's the hero and who's the villain? Do we go by the truth? Do we go by their actions? Do we go by the way they make us feel? What if we choose the hero and the villain based on our own character? The person we agree with. So just think about that the next time we choose who to worship and who to hate. Who's the real hero? Who's the real hero and who's the real villain? Because one example I read about recently was Peter Pan and Captain Hook. What if Peter Pan was the bad guy? What if Captain Hook was the good guy? Like, do we do we really pay attention to these images and these stories, or do we just accept the mainstream propaganda and do we accept the sales pitch of the people that gave it to us? It's like, do we ever really just think about the images that are set before us and the stories behind it? Cause just think about that for a minute. The next time you watch Peter Pan, this guy was kidnapping children out of the window. He didn't even talk to the parents. They just snuck out the house. What would, what would you do today if somebody came to your child's window and asked your child to climb out the window? You would call that person a thief, a pedophile? You know, with all the human trafficking going on? Like, why do we think Peter Pan was the good guy? And what if Captain Hook was trying to free those lost boys? What if Captain Hook was the hero? So we have to pay attention to the images that are fed to us as children. Because many of us grow up with these anarchist ideas, and we grow up with these rebellion ideas, and we grow up hating authority, and then we wonder where it came from. What if it came from our cartoons? What if it came from our favorite TV shows? We're being taught to rebel against authority and do what we want to do. Because sometimes we love the person that makes us feel a particular way, but we don't always pay attention to what they're actually doing. Because when I went back and looked at Peter Pan, he, I don't see anything good about it. What's good about teaching the Lost Boys to avoid responsibility? What's good teaching the Lost Boys to sneak away from their parents? Like, what's really good about Never Neverland? You're just living a life of what you call freedom, but you're not accomplishing anything. Everyone criticizes the 30-year-old man who hasn't accomplished nothing in his life. The 40-year-old man living in his mom's basement, and she works every day and he doesn't work. We consider those people to be losers. So is Neverland really a good thing? Do we really want to go there? Do we really want to live our entire lives at Neverland? Do you want the amusement park to be your real life? Sooner or later, you have to have a life of meaning and purpose, which comes with responsibilities, which comes with discipline. You got to get disciplined first. So what if Captain Hook was the good guy trying to teach them responsibility and accountability what if Captain Hook was good for representing power and order and structure? What if his little tiny little government is the way it's supposed to be? Like once upon a time, the masculine tough man was the hero and the good guy. This new world is creating emotional boys who cry about their feelings and run from authority. Like, is that really a good thing? Like, I have a daughter. Do I want my daughter to marry the Lost Boys? Do I want my daughter to marry Peter Pan? Or would I want my daughter to be around soldiers? Maybe not Captain Hook, but soldiers. Like, you want, you want your daughter to feel safe with the real man with power and order who understands structure, who has some discipline, a man who could do 10 push-ups? Or do you want your daughter marrying an emotional man who cries more than her?
because you can't handle pressure. Which one do you want? So who's the villain, who's the villain and who's the hero? The hero is the one that has a life of meaning and responsibility and power. Not the one creating a false heaven where everybody's happy because they don't do nothing. Like a man's supposed to chase Wendy, the real girl, not Tinkerbell. Like, you don't want to marry a fairy. It's not real. Why are we chasing emotions? Why are we chasing these good, happy, goofy feelings? Like, you're not going to accomplish anything like that. We got to start looking for the struggle. The struggle's going to make you stronger. The struggle's going to make you harder. The struggle is going to help you when life falls apart. Because eventually it is, because I said it before, life is not fair. So what are you going to do when everything goes wrong? Why do you, how do you choose your heroes? How do you choose the villains? Is it based on your feelings, the emotions, the truth, or what they do? Because like, just like Thanos, was Thanos the good guy or the bad guy? When Thanos was eradicating all the bad people and making the world better by getting rid of the evil, when he said the world was overpopulated with problems and disease and he wanted to make it better by eliminating people, is that a good thing or a bad thing? We say it's bad because he's the one with the power, but he claimed to be doing something good. So was Thanos the devil or was Thanos God? Were the Avengers the good guys or the bad guys? How did we look at the Avengers? Because they were fighting judgment. Like, when the real God comes, are we going to fight against judgment or are we going to submit to it? How are you going to respond to the real God when he comes to clean up the world? And these are just movies, but we have to think. Who are we worshiping and why? What are the people with the power doing and why are they doing it? Was Thanos right or wrong? I mean, just think about it for a second. What's going to happen when the real God comes with judgment? What do you do when God comes into your life? When God comes to your life and turns your life upside down because you were wrong, how do you accept it? When you lost that job, did you blame God? Did you claim it was the devil hating on you? What if losing that job made your life better? I know for a fact there was a time I lost a job and my life actually got better two days later because I got a new job that worked right around my kid's schedule. So getting a job was the best thing that ever happened. But for two days, I was miserable. So was that the devil or was that God? You know, how do we respond when we lose friends or lose money or even when your health goes down? I remember one time I had the flu and I was sat in the bed for two days. Those are the greatest two days of my life. Because I actually got some rest and I was able to read and I was able to spend some time with my father. If I wasn't sick those days, I just kept running and running and running. And how do I know my health condition wouldn't have got worse? So we're talking about the hero and the villain. Is how, do you, how do you respond to judgment? How do you respond when loss comes? In your real life, when you have to follow these rules and you have to do the right thing, how do you respond to the person in authority giving you those rules and order? Like when you join the military and that drill sergeant's yelling at you and the captain and the lieutenants are giving you these orders and they're getting you ready for war, you accept it because you know there's a war going on. But in your real life, you are at war. It's a spiritual war. It's a war for discipline. And it's a war that we battle to because we want these lives of luxury, but we also need to get stronger to maintain it. So you want a bigger house, you want a bigger car, but you need more discipline to make more money to get there. So we always want an easier life, but we don't want the discipline that comes with it. 
because your life is not going to get better without discipline. In order to make more money, you have to be stronger. You have to be surrounded by stronger people. And then those of us with pride and ego, we start looking at these good people that make us stronger as competition. If you're not careful, you begin to hate them and pretend they're villains like they don't like you. But constructive criticism comes from successful people. So the people that are criticizing you, they're not the villains. Sometimes those are the heroes trying to make you better and stronger. But if you're insecure, you're going to take it the wrong way. You have to surround yourself with people doing better than you to go up. My mentor used to say this all the time. If you want to go from level three to level five, you need somebody on level five to pull you up. Nobody on level three can get you to level five because they're not there yet. So don't get comfortable on level three. You have to find somebody on a level five to pull you up because you're not going to make it without help. So at some point in time, you have to be humbled. At some point in time, you have to be submissive, whether you like it or not. So when I talk about the Peter Pan thing, if you're always looking for easy, happy, a life of leisure, you're never going to get better because you're never going to get stronger and you don't have any discipline. So when I think about Captain Hook, what if the villain... And your real life is the person that's bringing you persecution and criticism, but they're trying to make you stronger and better. Because you, you might need to be freed from that life of being lazy. I remember one of the, <laughs> I remember one of the rules of my mom's house on Saturday morning. I wanted to lay around and watch cartoons all day. My mom used to wake up at seven, eight in the morning, and she had me and my brother cleaning the whole house. And I used to hate it. But when I realized what she was really doing, she was teaching us how to do the work first. Because once we clean the house up, we could be lazy all day. But at 8 in the morning, we had to get up and clean. And for an hour, I wanted to cuss and fuss. But I wasn't going to do that to my mom. She's, she's a killer. So I had to respect that. But I learned at an early age, do the work first. And then from 10... A.M. to midnight, I could be as lazy as I wanted because I did the work first. But if you're lazy all day, now you're just haunted and you're anxious and you're worried because you know you got this work to do, but you're procrastinating. So sometimes the person we call the villain that's in the way, the person that's saying what they're saying about you, the person that you think is judging you and criticizing you, they're trying to make you stronger and better. So, you know, who is that Captain Hook in your life with the, the person that suffered already? Because he lost his hand, so he knows what bad decision-making can get you. It leads to loss. So that person you see with them scars and those bruises, the person you see who suffered through life and they're older than you trying to give you some information, maybe they're trying to free you from your life of laziness because it's making you softer and lazy and weak. And then when real life comes, you can't handle it. I never criticize old men. The ones who are disabled, the ones who are tired, the ones who are in wheelchairs. I, I, I talk to them because they got something to say. Because they could have gave up and quit. Because I know healthy men that quit on life. So when I see older people in wheelchairs and canes and people struggling, I listen. Those are my heroes. They got something to say. They're still here. Because I know a lot of young men that quit. Every year, half a million men commit suicide. They quit. So think about who you're listening to. Think about the images we get, especially from our childhood. Go back and pay attention. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? What can you learn from these people? 
Like I searched for knowledge and power. Even when I was in the streets, I used to talk to people, the old guys on the street, like, yo, why you here? And one of the things that scared me is I remember talking to this one addict one day. I, we had different names for it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say addict. I was talking to this one addict one day. He's probably 50 some years old. I was 17, 18. And I asked him one day, he was sitting there watching him cooking up with the spoon. And I was like, yo, how'd you get here? And I'll never forget this day because it scared me. That man looked me straight in the face and said, I was just like you. When I was 18, I was just like you. Strong and knew everything. Didn't listen to nobody. I did what I wanted to do. I was just like you. I'll never forget that day. It literally shook me because I'm looking at this 55, he was 50, maybe 60. Look me square in the face. I was just like you when I was 18. Now, some people will look at that man as, you know, a failure in life. Some super righteous people might look at him as the villain. I looked at him as my friend. He had a bad habit, but I had bad habits too. But that man gave me a word I'll never forget. Choose your heroes wisely and choose your villains wisely. You can learn something from anybody and everybody. Just search your own heart and ask yourself why do I see this person as good and why do I see this person as bad? And what I learned how to do is to get my references from the Bible. What did Jesus say good is? What did Jesus say evil is? And then I searched my own heart. Who am I worshiping? Who am I avoiding? Because you can learn anything from anybody. Just make sure you learn the right thing. So what if Peter Pan was the bad guy? And what if Captain Hook was the good guy trying to set the lost boys free? Free to live a life of meaning, free to live a life of responsibility, which will make them stronger and disciplined so they could be real men. Peter Pan wanted to leave them as lost boys, and that's not good for anybody. Peace. <laughs>